Shabbos Perik Vav, Mishnah Base 6.2. Now the Mishnah lists various articles that men may not wear out in the Mishnah Sarabim on Shabbos. And all these things are things that men wear, and therefore we're talking about an Issa and The rabbis were concerned for various reasons um, that if a person would wear this, he'd come to be Machal Shabbos um, or something similar. And therefore the Mishnah says inside, Lo ish besandal hamesumar. A man may not go out into the Mishnah Sarabim wearing sandals that have nails in them. They're nailed sandals. Think something along the lines of golf cleats, if you can. And the reason for this is, it's a dinder abundant all to itself. The Gemara Shabbos Tav Samach says that it once happened that a bunch of men were hiding in a cave to escape persecution, and they heard noises out of the cave. They thought the Romans were coming to get them. They panicked and stampeded, and ended up trampling one another. And many Jews died from these nail-covered sandals. And therefore, the rabbi said that no one should wear these nail-covered sandals on Shabbos or Yom Tov in the future because it will remind people of the great tragedy of the Jews killing one another in an accident and they'll bring sadness. And therefore, no wearing the sandal hamasumar, the sandal with nails on it, on Shabbos. Velobi yachid. Same goes a man may not go out with a single shoe on, meaning one shoe on and one shoe one shoe on, one shoe off. Um, because uh, Bartner gives two reasons. One is because people who see him with just one shoe on will suspect the other shoe is under his, um, hidden away in his clothing, and he's carrying the second shoe. Uh, the other shot that Bartner brings is that um, if he has just one shoe on, people will mock him because he looks ridiculous, and therefore he'll take off that one shoe and end up carrying that one shoe. Those are all the case if Bismanch ein raglo maka, assuming that he has no obvious wound on the other foot. But if he has a wound on the other foot, so then people who are looking at him certainly won't laugh at him or scoff at him. They'll know he's not carrying that shoe. They'll understand the reason he's wearing one shoe is because the other foot can't take a shoe because it has that sore on it. Below with tefillin, a person may not go out on Shabbos wearing tefillin. Now, there's actually a machlokas in the Gemara where tefillin are a mitzvah on Shabbos. I'm aware that we ask in that you don't wear tefillin on Shabbos. But that's not the point of this mission here. Even according to the Manda Amr who holds that that one may wear tefillin on Shabbos, would agree that the tefillin cannot be worn out in the Rosh Hashanah And the reason why is not so different from the previous Mishnah, saying the women shouldn't go around with the straps in their hair, is because the men might need to take the tefillin off if they need to go to the toilet. And the toilets were outhouses in the Rosh Hashanah so the men would unwrap their tefillin, and then they're liable to carry their tefillin going in or out of the outhouse, um, transferring those tefillin and therefore we're not letting, letting them wear tefillin at all. The mission continues on. Veloba kamea. A man may not go out wearing a kamea. Kamea is like a like an amulet, some kind of um, charm that is, is written on parchment and it comes from a specialist, a mumcha. So the man can't wear this thing around, let's say, around his neck. And because we're afraid he might take it off, unless bizman she'enam in a mumcha, that assumes that it's not written by a established Kamea writing expert. If the Kamea, on the other hand, was written by a man who had really evidence in the past that his Kameas do work in three separate occasions, so then one could wear a Kamea in Rishas because the assumption is that the benefits that are being confirmed by the Kamea, for health or protection of the story, 
um, are important and they're reliable, and that being the case, the man wearing the kameh will not take the kameh off in public, and therefore he could wear it as a tashit. If, however, it was not written by a mumcha, an established expert, so then he might take it off because um, he doesn't rely on the kameh, and then he'll be carrying in Rishasarab. Below the shirion, a man may not go out wearing his um, shirin is like a armor. And the reason why here is it didn't a bun, it's really because of Maris Ayn. There's an Isra going out to war in a Melchemus Rishutz, like an optional war um, on Shabbos, and therefore people will think he's dressed up. You don't wear chain mail or whatever armor unless you're going out to war, and therefore it's an Isra der Abun of Maris Ayn to wear armor on Shabbos. Uh, worth noting that since we're talking about a Maris Ayn here, Maris Ayn is forbidden even in Bechadri Chadarm, even in a private place, and therefore the armor can't be worn even in the privacy of his own home because of the Maris Ayn problem, not just in the Vloba Kasta. Same goes, he can't wear a helmet. This is a military helmet. In modern Hebrew, Kasta refers to like a bike helmet. Vloba Magafayim. Nor can he wear his Magafayim or greaves. Those are like kind of metal shin guards that soldiers wear, all for the same reason. It looks like he's going to war. Vimiyatsa. But if he goes out wearing any of these things, the naily sandals, the single shoe, the tefillin, the kamiya, um, or the armor, helmet and shin guards, all those things are worn, and therefore Medoraisa, um, he's not carrying them, he's actually wearing them, and therefore, Enochayv Chatas, he won't be liable for a Chatas, he's just doing Isser Durabanan.